Hello and welcome to Underpowered, a gaming podcast where even if we're busy, we still find time to game. My name is Shelby Stokes and with me today, my tag team partner, Casey Cool. Yo. And guest tonight is the founder of CEO Gaming, fighting game director of ESL and internet legend, Alex Jabaley is with us tonight. I don't know if anybody can be a legend on the internet. Uh, so thank you guys. How, you can. Yeah. A little bit, right? Uh, no, thank you for having me. So I love, you know, joining podcasts that honestly I haven't heard of before because you never know. You might have somebody that needs to learn some lessons of what we do in the FGC. So I'm always happy to talk and uh, yeah. looking forward to this one because I saw some of the questions you had. So I got excited when it's not the usual that I always get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, okay, I got to talk. I, every time I watch interviews, I'm like, oh man, he's so nice. And then I looked at and I go, oh, he's Canadian. Duh, <laughs> that makes sense. So how did you end up in America's Wiener in Florida? Uh, like, how did you end up down there? I didn't have much of a choice. It was my parents' decision. Uh, uh, okay. To sum that up, both my parents are actually Middle Eastern Lebanese. Okay. Um, so they got married. Their families moved to Canada, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, and it. then they had four kids. I'm the youngest. And eight months after my birth, they moved to Florida. And okay. all I remember from growing up is you're so lucky you're the youngest because it's illegal to beat your kids in America. Um, so, you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they moved down here and yeah. my father, you know, not, not many people know my actual family history, but my dad was a butcher in, in Canada when he moved there while his godfather, my godfather, his uncle was a hairstylist. So when they moved to America and it's actually still there, it's called Bailey's meat market in Halifax, Nova Scotia. When they moved here, my dad's like, uh, or my uncle, who's my godfather, my godfather, that's my dad's uncle, is like, I'm going to go build, do construction. And half of Orlando, his family or his daughter's husband have built. Uh, so, you know, rich as shit. They've built so much in Florida and Orlando yeah. specifically. Harpco is one of the companies. And my dad's like, I'm going to go open up a motel and sell Disney World tickets. Um, so, you know, he moved down to Kissimmee when there, was, there wasn't really competition uh, and just did Disney World tickets. So that's kind of where my history with, being good with people came from uh, customer service yeah. with that for 13 years, blockbuster video management. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much the history of and my you're, family. You're, you're a UCF guy though too, right? You know, uh, yeah. University. You can't finish or under construction forever. Uh, no, they got a great football program uh, in the last few years. Now they, they do. Yeah, yeah. Back in my yeah. day, um, yeah. half the stuff wasn't built. Like the year I graduated, our gym got knocked down by hurricane Charlie. So oh. I was like, well, not going to get buff while I can with this testosterone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so, Okay. Did what being in Florida and studying, did there, is there any correlation to you getting into video games then and getting into the uh, FGC or uh, later after you were working in a different profession? I think CEO would be what it does if I wasn't in Florida, but uh, my older brothers, they all played video games. Um, okay. My sister and mom would just take me to the mall as a kid, like eight years old and go, here's a dollar, go have fun and ditch me. You know, I turned out yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, so I'd play my older brothers, my oldest brother, Omar, he was actually in the beginning of the review of the Logitech pro wheel I just did. And, um, he was really good at mortal Kombat two and three. And I looked up to him because he was actually the first one at our local arcade Congo river golf, uh, that actually built double dragon on one token. So the nice. whole arcade's like raving him up, you know, so I was like, Oh my God, I want to be as good as my brother one day. And really that's how a lot of us are right with our upbringings. Right. Um, so I was very fortunate to have that. Uh, my sister played a little bit. She was a racing game fan. Uh, my other brother played um, sports games with me. So just growing up, was it's an arcade thing, honestly. I wouldn't be yeah. what I am today in fighting games if I wasn't, you know, in an arcade eight hours on the weekend just getting better and, and being Latch, forced you're to You're an 80s latchkey kid, right? You know, like, it's like, yeah, you'll be fine. It's just, we'll let nature take its course. We've yep. done that. I, you know, I'm a 
parent. I have two younger ones, so Shelby. But it's way different now. Like I could, I would feel horrible leaving my kid in an arcade by themselves because I think of all the bad things that could have happened to me. But also, it builds some character, right? No, like, it was the '80s. It was like go outside, run amok. Today, we're like, no, we can't let them go outside. It's yeah. like a whole different game right yeah. now. Come yeah. on, people want to beat the shit out of me in the arcades, man. Because like, <laughs> yeah. they could have beat me in Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. Uh, or whatnot but the the good thing so then was, it turns into street fighter in a different way i know it, right? yeah well a lot of the arcades <laughs> lo actually liked me because i would make them so much money from people trying to beat me it's like oh. a place called malibu grand prix my uh, my family became friends with the management there and they would hang out so my mom went with like the manager of malibu's wife to the beach together uh and you know and they would just kind of take care of me so i used to be like 13 years old walking around malibu with my tokens you'd hear the cha-ching 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 <laughs> Uh, so I was very lucky in that aspect, but it all comes back to fighting games and the arcades and, uh, you know, wouldn't change it for a second and try to get better at video games these days. You have your online, but that experience of, you know, if you lose, you're going to be either waiting an hour to play again, or, you know, you got to go to another machine. It, it kind of naturally like survival, right. the fittest, so to speak. The humiliation of losing on your own is much different than the humiliation of losing when tons of people are watching you. Right, yep. the arcade experience of losing to the kid that's running the table is much different, and that creates pressure for you, right? But that's also why you get good at the game. So, what was what? Where did you run most of your money? Where were you schooling people? Uh, Mortal Kombat, honestly, I was more Mortal Kombat than Street Fighter as a kid. Uh, you know, I, I'll never forget the Florida Mall. It's a mall near me, about ten minutes away still, and uh, they were the first ones to get a Champion Edition machine. And there was this guy, I don't remember the name. He was a Vega Claw player and Championship Edition. He had like a hundred win streak. It didn't show win streaks, but this guy was on the machine forever. And I couldn't beat him, but I kept going back up to play on my brothers. We were all waiting in line. And I actually finally beat him when I discovered the cheese that is M. Bison's uh, Psycho Crusher back in Champion Edition. Uh, <laughs> and that's kind of where I knew, like, it, there, and this guy was like from out of town. You know, you, it, it's, you didn't know everybody, but you kind of knew everyone. You always frequent with the same arcades. So I would say a championship edition, but then when Mortal Kombat 1 came out, I used to go to an ice skating rink. I used to play hockey, uh, ice hockey, uh, being Canadian. You have to or you're not Canadian. Right, um, right. And, uh, you know, I, I played a ton of it. Uh, somebody in the chat saying Tekken. Uh, actually, Tekken 3 was where I spent most of my time with my first girlfriend ever when I was like 14 years old at a, another mall. And she was really good with Christy. And we would go and play there. And that's when Marvel 2 was still huge. Nice. And, you know, Marvel 2 didn't have all the characters. So everyone's thinking Shuma McGrath was the best character in the game at the time and stuff like that. But um, I spent most of it Mortal Kombat, uh, Street Fighter. Killer Instinct was a huge part of it. So I just played a lot. And that's why even today, I play so many different games. I was never like stuck to just one game. Uh, yeah, I see I like the Final variety. Fantasy shirt, right? Yeah. So you got to <laughs> love your RPG, JRPGs. Yeah. Uh, was it a Nintendo household? Was it everything because you had older siblings? Or what yeah. was your poison? Uh, Nintendo, 100%. We never owned anything Sega until the Dreamcast. And even when we owned the Dreamcast, my father threw it out accidentally because I was moving <laughs> to college. I put it in a white plastic bag with a couple other games and like couple bags. So my brother moves it to the hallway. My dad thinks it's trash. There goes, you know, a thousand dollars of my hard earned, you know, high school blockbuster video money and a Dreamcast with a VMU. I'll never forget it. I was so I'm guessing off. Power Stone was in that uh, white bag. It was with Marvel you? 2, it of was course. Soul Calibur, uh, and like two, uh, I think, um, Choo Choo Rocket. That was a popular okay. one then. Well, and then the uh, radio, maybe. Yeah, no Jet Set Radio. I never okay. played it when it first came out, but I did play it. Uh, but yeah, so growing up, my brother had the ColecoVision, uh, going to the Middle East a lot as a kid, they had 
before it happened here, like it was a Canada Canada thing too. Yeah. They had the like 99 games and one NES cartridge, you know, before now nice. you go on Amazon, buy an Android box with 10,000 games on it. Uh, but back then there's like 99 and ones were like so rare, but if you could get them, like you were on top of the heap uh, for that. So mostly Nintendo, but my next door neighbor, Rashawn Miller is a kid. Uh, Shout out he, Rashawn. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he, I, I wish I knew where he was. I haven't seen him in like a decade, but uh, he had a Genesis. So I'd go play Genesis. He'd come over, play Super Nintendo and nice. Nintendo. So mostly a Nintendo guy. And then when PlayStation one came out, that was the first console I had actually fully bought with my own money. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's kind of, it became a PlayStation household. We used to rent it from Blockbuster and, you know, the deposit my brother would spend and all that. So where I'm like, just buy the damn thing. It's like, we don't know if we want to keep it at the time. Right. Um, so yeah, but mostly Nintendo household. Uh, and then later in life, I got to go back and play all the Genesis stuff. Yeah. The Genesis was kind of like my first introduction into fighting games. It was like the WWF style games on the Genesis. Yep. You were playing mm -hmm. those. Yeah. That was my Those're first one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bulls versus Blazers. However, I will hang up this call right now. If you say that the Genesis Aladdin version is better than the super Nintendo no, version. No, okay. they're both. They're the same games. There, no, they're not. The yeah, totally know. different games. Anyways, I know. the button layout <laughs> makes it way different. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, okay. Then before you started CEO in 2012 or 2014? Uh, 2010, actually. Officially. 2010, officially. Yep. Okay. How did that come about? Because we're about the same age and you were, I, I'm, I guess, an active member in the fighting game community. And Orlando has a pretty great scene for people yes. that love fighting games, right? So yeah. it was it you and a think group think tank going like, hey, we should do a tournament and run it, or how did that how's that begin? How's that start? How do you start a tournament? Uh, so we well, can we can start one. Basically, we want to we want to start doing one up here. So what do we do? Yeah, uh, God, I get if I had a nickel for every time somebody I know, comes right? out to me, hey, we want to do this huge event. It's our first. It can't event be we've that ever done, hard, right? It's gonna be yeah. huge. It's not hard. It just takes time and organic right, right. uh, organic growth. Um, but uh, what you call? Uh, I was always a fighting game player. But when I graduated college, I was mostly a DDR player, and I went into like a versus system card game professionally. So that was the dark ages from like 2004 to 2008 before Street Fighter Four came out. So that was a time where I was just working, playing whatever like single player games at the time. Uh, and then CVS Two is my college game right before that. But in like 2008, when Street Fighter Four came out. GameStop had that, uh, you know, that world's event, uh, the tournament where they had like eight people from different regions qualify. And I went to one, I got to like the third round or whatever, but they were making us all use like shitty Xbox controllers, right? It wasn't like a proper FGC. And that's one of those the original events. Xbox where they're like as big as you know, baseball gloves, right? Exactly. Hands, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, man, this isn't how you run a tournament. So uh, I've always gone to like other anime cons where like, yeah, you get one game one round you got to use our controllers you can't change anything i'm like that's not how tournaments are run so that's also some that's made me do the way th the things i do uh which is a standard across most fgc events but uh just uh would play a shit ton of games with the locals and once street fighter 4 came out we we rebuilt like the shuriken forums we had a atlantic south mm. um and i was doing local events in street fighter 4 only really in, like blaze blue chrono phantasma at the time tekken 6 and we would just run tournaments and for the locals it was like 80 people at a time 100 so i did that for about two years like almost every other month i would do it like a hooters or a bar or a college place yeah and then when 2010 came around some other guy and it's uh, there's a documentary from best of bond 
uh, hold back to blocks really good. We did it two years, less than two years ago about the history of how things got started. And long story short, a guy came in, goes, Hey, I've done anime cons. We want to do a fighting game event in, in Orlando. Uh, Alex, you seem like the guy to talk to. How can you help me promote this? We're going to do $5,000 prize pool, which in 2010 was like, Oh my God, you know, uh, now that's nothing. Um, commentators try to get paid that. Uh, so, (laughs) but we, he, he was doing it and then he canceled it or tried to cancel three weeks before kind of ran off with a lot of people's money. Um, I wouldn't say it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars, but probably like 30, 40 grand in, in registration money. It just disappeared. He tried doing stuff in other, uh, industries and everyone, nobody fell for it anymore but uh once he canceled it it was a think tank it really was on our forum like hey a few people are coming into town how do we what can we do and i'm like well i've done locals i've had no interest in being an evo or a final round at the time uh to run a bigger event i was just content with what i was doing uh and if i'd stuck to the family business i'd probably be in a mansion but no i wanted to do my own thing um uh, so <laughs> i uh basically go hey i found a venue with a smash uh uh, to we put it together three weeks about 250 people showed up and it was kind of history was born basically and i'm like dude if we had three weeks to do this imagine what we can do in like uh you know one year and that's when i started to learn about hotel contracts and you know all the intricacies of if you don't book this many rooms they're not going to give you the space right the difference uh and that's kind of how it was born and then just every year i got better by going to other events i was still a competitor so i had that right what, what a player want out of an event um so a lot of people come into this industry or gaming industry that don't play these games like oh we see these numbers we see the demographics we can run something and make all this money and if you look historically look at anime cons general gaming cons they get tens of thousands of people we're a very hardcore niche scene so that kind of holds yeah. us back in a way uh so again a lot of people would come up but i just history is born when that ceo that game event at the time was kind of canceled and i kind of took over and uh invested with the community and just put it together and just here we are today well yeah and you you like the ddr you still have ddr side tournaments right uh yeah i actually have a ddr extreme machine to my right um so project storm was actually early 2000s a friend of mine his name is tiger nicknamed tiger uh josh and he was doing in daytona beach actually in jacksonville a lot of ddr events and I would go to those. I used to compete. And uh, he just one day he goes, hey, I'm just going to focus on my career and do, you know, Amazon reselling. He's killing it in the gaming industry. Uh, just, you know, resells, collecting and all that. So he stopped. He goes, I have no plans to do this. This is after like 10 years. And then a couple years later, he's like, hey, if you ever want to bring back Storm, you know, people have been clamoring for him. Like, sure, we'll add it to CEO. And then, boom, first time we did it, the largest DDR tournament in history. Uh, and so this year, we're kind of hoping to get more people involved. I have other people running for me, Stephen Lowe. Uh, Vincent, these guys are really cool that kind of still play consistently. I do not. Uh, and I uh, kind of bring that in. My goal is CEO now moving forward, right? Like we did the wrestling crossovers, but there's so many communities that love fighting games that want to come to our events. But if you give them something that they enjoy as well, it'll kind of be that gateway. And it, you know, we did card games last year as just open free t- play tabletop, which reminds me, I got a message to the guy that's going to help me run it. Um, you got to uh, have like so many fires going right now, too. Uh, right? Yeah. Like, and most of you know, you're doing. You know, I joke, CEO is actually really easy. I have Tong Lee, who's uh, in Las Vegas for Level Up Expo this weekend, who works with me at DreamHack as well. He handles all my staffing now. Uh, people still DM me nonstop and everything, uh, but he handles the most stressful parts for me in the early days. Yeah. So now I just make sure that, you know, the bill keeps uh, the bills taken care of, the hotels, the contracts, uh, you know, the game list, all that I decide on uh, after feedback from my attendees and members and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. but DreamHack is what really takes up a lot of my times with consistent meetings because yeah. you're working at a bigger level of uh, 
because that's um, Counter Strike and all the other big games yeah. too, right? For uh, Counter Strike is popular. Rocket League is huge. Rocket League is incredible. How it, you know, it started out as yeah. a fun game. Nobody cared about it as an esport, and now it's one of the biggest ones. They sell out yeah. six thousand person theaters in California for tournaments. Um, wow. So yeah, a lot of fires because I'm just always getting DM'd all over the place because I am that accessible, right? Like that's it's well, a blessing that was the thing. Curse. I shot out. To get you on the show, you're like, oh, I'm at the airport. Ask me anything. I'm like, I'm just going to shoot my shot. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, he called my bluff. And, and then, then uh, what you got? And then, uh, uh, by the way, to answer that question, Crash Tag, it'll always be a yes. fighting game tournament first and foremost. Yes. The other stuff, just bonuses. Um, those that are so... audio listening later, we were asked, sounds like CEO's turning to a gaming convention. Yeah, but it's always rooted. It's, it's for fighting game fans, yep. right? Like, that's the heart of it. So that'll be the most important, but, but yeah, I, you know, I actually double booked two podcasts last night. Yeah. Don't worry. I, if you're watching this, I'm not that famous, but no, like the was, one time. Well, getting... Hold on. You, you kids that play Twitch. This is the other thing I was wondering about. You're a Twitch meme, right? You're in right. emo. So do people look at you in an airport and if they don't know, you go, do they make the face at you? How often no, do you it's not people? that bad. People it's recognize bad. me for okay. more of the CEO stuff in public. It's okay. when people text me like a teacher, somebody in everyday world is like, Somebody said the word Jabeda and I fucking hate you. Uh, you know, <laughs> so uh, it happens. That, I'm a teacher and it happens in my classroom every once in a while. I'm like, oh, it's cool. All right. So, like, yeah, hey, but they don't know who I am. Right. And I always joke. Like, no, I go, do you know who that I just had it heard it last week? And I go, do you know who that is? It's like, yeah, this thing. And I go, never mind. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, oh. But it makes it easier for posing. I've had entire school student groups come up like, hey, we really want to do this. Fate. I'm like, of course. Uh, and yeah. it's easier. It's like, yeah, okay, next, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you have a signature pose. You basically, it's like you are, you know, Hulk Hogan had yeah. the, I thought that's your wrestling pose. It's yeah. Not, right? uh, but, you know, so where was I going with all that? Uh, just recognize, being recognized is a really cool feeling. And if yeah. that puts a smile on someone's face, I'm all for it. Uh, but generally people recognize me from like either the pro wrestling stuff I did very briefly. Yeah. You know, it's cool to see that. Like, hey, you're, you wrestled Michael Nakazawa and they remember the yeah. comedy of it. Yeah, well, uh, respect for like doing that. a hardcore match too. You didn't like. <laughs> I I'm a well, huge nineties wrestling. Mankind's one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah. I read his book as a kid. So anybody well, that does the hardcore matches, you know. Well, they say yeah. you do hardcore matches because you don't know how to actually wrestle. It. It's yeah, very of course, true. right? Uh, right. So and then I, you you're just a glutton for pain. Yeah. Oh, I after the torn Achilles tendon, I have all the the pain tolerance in the world, man. Like that's pretty. I bad. remember seeing something like. Who would win in a fight, Jabali or this guy? Like, bro, the guy wrestled on one leg that was limp, you know, and still lifted a guy 200 pounds. Who do you think? I'm like, I'm not a fighter at all. I don't like confrontation, but if I have to, man, I'm gonna. Uh, you got I'm that random wrestler, pro wrestler strength, right? The yeah, can wrestling strength. <laughs> uh, it's because I ate so much food and turned that into the muscle. <laughs> yeah, right. That's how it works. I, if, then I'm so buff right now. If we're going by that, um, my time's surprised coming. Surprised your own strength, great. man. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Well, I, I noticed too, because you've been talking on your Twitter and things I know. Your CEO this year will be the first time that Street Fighter Six will appear in another major tournament. Yep. So does that add new pressure to that? For oh, of CEO? course. Yeah, yeah, we want to do it right. But it's not so much the tournament itself of running it. We, we've mastered game, that. Yeah, right? we've got, you know, a lot of my staff works at Combo Breaker, Evo, vice versa. Like we know how to run the brackets because you once you're prepared, you know. My worry is it's going to be the first major event running on exclusively PlayStation 5 for a new game. Mm. Um, so with only three weeks to prepare, you know, we'll find out real quick. I mean, I'm going to buy it day one and, and run through all the sticks that can work and all that. So 
My concerns is the players and their experience with playing on PlayStation 5. It could go wrong. It could be easy. It could be great. They could be begging for PC on Twitter the whole weekend. Um, so right. that is the pressure. But also, you know, I'm the first event running this. If I do it right, it only helps everyone else. Uh, and, and it blows up the scene with Street Fighter 6, which I hope brings, you know, I would love to do locals against smaller events uh, just because I loved competing. Uh, and as a player myself, like if I don't like Street Fighter 6 personally, I'm retiring from competing ever again. Uh, so it's my last hurrah at this age at 40. Uh, so, but, you know, I'm like, well, are you your really dad am. too, right? Or are you uh, not that I know of? No, not that you know. of. OK, <laughs> not anything. Just, someone's no. going to show up and make the same face and you're going to be like, oh, my God, he's my son or yeah. daughter. I, you know, uh, I tell people like, if I ever had kids, I, they probably would have found me on TV by now. So I think I'm clear. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but no, I just didn't work out for me. I would love to have kids. Uh, I almost okay. got married in my mid twenties, actually, to a Canadian. Just didn't work out, and uh, here we are. I'm, I'm sure that's like the nicest breakup ever. It just <laughs> but, didn't work out, eh? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, sorry. Yeah, it just... that's all. Yeah, you don't talk shame or about it. Just you weren't yeah, the right yeah, ones yeah. for each other. Move yeah. on. So. But I mean, speaking about um, Street Fighter Six, I'm really excited to see this game. Like, I'm very excited. You probably had a peek behind closed doors, maybe, maybe not. But I am super excited to get hands on with this. I think it's the most excited I've been for a fighting title in quite some time, personally. Yeah, I mean, Street Fighter in general, right? It always, uh, you know, all it raises up everything else, right? Fortunately, it, it's not the it is the powerhouse, but it's good that Guilty Gear Strive has picked up the slack uh, over COVID. Tekken 8 yeah. is going to be huge, you know, so it's good when there's all these major games, right, uh, uh, doing well. But Street Fighter, obviously, is always my favorite series. Uh, you know, uh, I just we'll see what happens with the Capcom Pro Tour. I don't know what's going to happen this year, uh, things like that. But uh, the community will always bring that game up. I just miss the early Street Fighter 5 days of Street Fighter 4 where you knew the usual suspects of Daigo, Tokido, you know, and you were familiar. Now there's just so many people out there. Uh, you know, even Capcom Cup, I couldn't tell you half the people that are in the finals right now, uh, you know, by comparison because yeah. of COVID. They, had some, they were playing today, too, I think. Yep. Oh, it's them. like nine days, which is yeah. insanity to me, to be honest with you. So uh, yeah. wait, do you go out and like, hey, come play at my tournament to certain high profile players? Is there ever um, like not scouting, but like, hey, we're going to actually I mean, because it's such a big tournament, probably high profile players just want to be there. Right. So the, the question is like marketing, right? Um, yeah. The early days, yes, because of, uh, you know, the uh, cross counter, Gutex, Mike Ross, I had used them to promote the event. This is like 2011. 2010 was just the forums and locals, right? Right. Uh, 2011, like, how do I get this bigger? So that was the first year I had Tokido and Gamer B, uh, international players at my yeah. event. Gamer B is the... still heavy. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Still awesome. I took him and Tokido to, uh, to they're all, Tokido won Capcom. Tokido's a legend too, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tokido stayed in my house before. I remember when he <laughs> came down, when Mortal Kombat 9 just came out and he was having me teach him the game. And every time he hit the block button, you just hear the loudest like smack on the block button because he knew he was blocking because he'd never been used to a block button. Uh, so that was uh, one of my favorite holding back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, so one funny. of my favorite early memories hanging out with him. But uh, so that year we brought them out with Traveling Circus as like a co-sponsorship. And honestly, mm -hmm. after that, I always promised myself, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to spend money to bring people. If you don't want to come to my event, then, you know, then you're not going to be happy there unless someone pays for you. And right. I, I didn't go that route. It does help depending on the game and the, the industry or what you're doing. Uh, but for me, CEO has always been like an Evo, right? Like this is, if you want the best players in the world, just come to this event uh, right. and help out. So how often does a newcomer just show up? Like, I, I feel like, in, you know, like, oh, a new challenger. How often does a 
guy every year, right? Do you feel like there's somebody that just breaks out on the scene at this thing that could be a local or it could be someone that traveled? Like, do you have, does it, how often does someone make their pro debut at yeah. CEO? Do you um, well, I mean, generally players themselves, like 60% are always first time attendees at our events. Mm. Uh, that's usually the 50 to 60%. But in terms of like, from like 2013 to 2017, that's where knuckle do had came into the scene and, yeah. and CJ truth, CJ truth. I, I, I mentored him in the early days. He used to come to my local events. Um, so I still think, especially online, right? Like there's always going to be new people that just can't afford to go to an event. And then they get that opportunity. They kind of show like, I'm just as good as you guys. But a lot of the consistent pros are the ones that spent, you know, their hard-earned money to travel to events on their own and get that practice. Um, I think every generation, right, Street Fighter Five, we didn't know who Punk was until that game came out. Um, you know, Chris G, we didn't know about him until uh, the early days of Mortal Kombat 9 and uh, Marvel 3 and stuff like that. So there's always going to be new people coming and going, uh, which is good for the scene, right? If it's always the same people now, I forgot where I saw the statistic, but like, all of our pro street fighter players are in their forties now. Right. So yeah. it's very, you know, we're all at that age range uh, where we've just been in it and we're not bringing in as many brand new people as we would like on a like professional. Yeah, exactly. Like on a baseball having level. that problem where the average fans like 54 and like, how yeah. do we get these young kids? You know? <laughs> uh, don't have a game that pauses every 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, there you go. That would be, so, yes. yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's always new people. I couldn't rattle off a lot of names because now there's just 20 different games to think about and all that. Um, yeah. But it, it's good. Well, and like I saw you, uh, you're you've kind of nailed it. I saw. Are you bringing Grand Blue because they had an update? Is that gonna make an appearance too? Or yeah, still... I did add it. Um, I think we honestly forgot about it. Uh, no, we didn't really forget about them. like, hey, yeah. we're at our limit with games. We want to keep well, on you schedule. You got nine or 12 games on the main event, right? Oh, Those did I not there. add Grand Blue here? Uh-oh. It's okay. I'm not I'm not trying to say didn't, you know. I'm oh, a teacher, no, no. I'm telling and my graphic I'm just looking artist at your right homework now. And on your paperwork, it's not showing up. No. That's I, why I didn't add it, because we're at an even number of boxes. And now I, like I got to go ruin right, that. that. one box would be weird, right? <laughs> oh, um, my God. Totally forgot. Uh, anyways, thank you for catching up. No, sorry. Uh, that but my, me of my thing question too. was too when I looked at this Smash Ultimate, how hurt has it been since the Panda and the Nintendo Fallout? Do you it's still think... one of the top like four games in registration. Still? Uh I don't want to talk about that topic too much because yeah. I've no, that's been on totally all fine. sides. I've worked with all sides of that. Uh just a shitty thing, man, when people right. weaponize Twitter to eliminate or get rid of people they don't like that I'm not a fan of. Even if you are a bad person, it's just right. there's different ways to go about things. Because in the end, you're just hurting yourself and the rest of the scene. Uh, it, but it's spite. It's just pure spite. It's like that old saying, spite to you know, bite your nose off to spite your face. You know, it's yeah. just that to me. A lot of like salty saltiness. But I'm glad. So it's still very highly attended, right? And yeah, still Florida is such a huge region for it. I can yeah. never get rid of it for the locals. Uh, <laughs> and I wouldn't want to. I've entered Smash in many Evos and made it out of my pools. Well, Hungrybox uh, is a Floridan, right? He's an Orlando guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the guy's Hollywood now, so who cares? But uh, yeah, so we talk all the time. He texts me all the yeah. time and stuff. Like, what are you up to, buddy? I'm like, shut up. You never promote my YouTuber streams. I don't know. Yeah, need you. dude. Uh, he's, I, I mean, he's my favorite to watch. Like, I always watch Hungrybox play. You're like, oh, who's this guy playing Jigglypuff? He's got exactly. a sick beard. I just wish I could say some of the stuff that these all people get away with these days, man. Oh, <laughs> makes me sad. I, I yeah. would, if I could shit on everything every day, I would too. You know what? Go for it. I'm, no, I mean, no, no. That's what podcasts are for. No, yeah, I um, know, right? That's the so, thing. Nobody ever quotes somebody on a podcast. They'll play a video, but nobody's going to like do anything. But if you put in a twit longer, it's over. Yeah, uh, yes, right? <laughs> My favorite is when someone's like, I have something to say and it's a twit longer. And then it's like, 
this burrito is really good. If they they play it, you know, or it's just like, oh, I like that. That makes me happy. Um, yeah. which of these games are are you're entering? You're going to be doing six. He says Street Fighter yes. six this year. Will you enter anything else? Usually not. You know, uh, that was a, a hard process uh, pill for me to swallow. Was I think 2015 was the last CEO I actually like really entered any new game like Street Fighter because once I was doing the Pro Tours or Tekken World Tour, I wasn't allowed to enter my own games uh as the organizer of that event so it's very hard because i ran my early events to do all these tournaments uh and everything so that was a tough one to swallow but then as i got busier and busier i'm like hey this event's for everyone else to have a good time if i find the time i'll go play like a capcom versus snk2 or a retro game that i'm naturally good at that i don't need any practice and i'll do just fine yeah you uh, were up at a tournament like a retro tournament this last weekend right Down uh yeah frosty faustings i answered yeah. a bunch of games and got like five top tens yeah i would have done better but because I'm in like five different games in a two-day tournament, my I'm like running back and forth. I don't get to actually sit down and think about what I'm about to play. I'm just like, uh, this game, okay. Oh, wait, I'm done, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Run back to the You other were game, talking so. trash. Was it to the Midwest? You're like, I'm running through the Midwest conference. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Because, uh, the last time I made top eight in Street Fighter 2 Turbo, they were pissed. Uh, and then the guy who beat me, he had a whole squad so happy for the guy. And I realized if I'd stuck to old Sagat, I probably would have beat him because he said he's never played any character but Claw Vega. Uh, uh, but he was so happy. He literally, I actually like when people pop off on me after the yeah. game because they're excited. I had somebody at Evo pop off mid game and because they had taken a round Bad off. Form. Bad oh, form. Oh, he did that. I literally go, not today, my friend. And I turned on that tournament switch and beat him. And his friends were so sad. I'm like, Shouldn't have popped off mid-match, yeah. bro. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, and there's certain etiquette to getting excited, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm all for genuine trash talk as long as it's not Well, you promoted a CEO with the ring. Not trash talk, but you yeah. have this, like, CEO's awesome because the top eight, they end up in the ring, right? Yeah. The office, like, the guy who did the Stone Cold Steve Austin entrance, legend, all of it, right? Where okay, he's Brad, yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, like, he's got to have the top... Um. Uh, who was it? He came out one of the top Smash players in Smash Four. Mars, maybe? Uh, no, he was a Mario player uh, back. It was like Smash, and he came oh, out through anti. money. Yes, anti. Thank you. Anti's walkout was pretty sick too. Uh, I I love to watch the intros. Do they have to run it by you and you have to give it approval? Are you the Vince McMahon in that setting? Like I don't like this song. Yeah, no. Like, I used or do they be, surprise you sometimes? I used to be, but I got so busy. So I have JT. Uh, I'm actually going to his wedding in a couple of weeks. Uh, JT. Uh, he actually streamed the very first CEO ever in 2010, and okay. then he just got busy with uh, nursing school and uh, pharmacy stuff. Right. And um, he handles the music now for me. I bring in him and his soon-to-be wife. And they would just kind of make sure the players would get the music to them and all that. But the entrances, I'm like, guys, if you need my help or anything, please feel free to ask. For the most part, they come up with it. But my camera guys help. Seglia from Tenno Production has helped in the past with the Undertaker entrance we did. Um, so it's getting more and more a group effort to make them as entertaining as possible. For the most part, the players come to us and we go, oh, that sounds awesome. Do it, right? And other yeah. players like, can you pick the song? Like, Daigo had me pick a song for him. And you're like, just use my theme song? I don't know. Uh, you know, <laughs> or he asked for my theme song, actually. Uh, he, they were simple. Um, so little things like that. I would love to, to be more entertaining. But end of the day, the players are there to compete and win money and prizes. So I can understand when they don't care about the showmanship of it and they just want to play. I'm waiting for the one to be like, uh, I need pyrotechnics. Like, they come to you with this. Like, here's the thing. I want... I want to light it up as I come through the side. Fire yeah, a color. writer that has to do yeah. with all the different pyrotechnics. Yeah. Full of blue M and M's. Um, <laughs> but I so there's got to be. Are, when does cutoff 
start start for when it, when's the last day to apply to CEO for you guys? Uh, to register. I mean, we're yeah. going through all the artist alley pickings now and everything, but uh, June 9th is the date this year because okay. we want to be a little bit more prepared with Street Fighter Six brackets. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but uh, usually about a couple weeks before because that bracket process uh, it's not easy. Uh, right. To get everything together, the scheduling, finalize that because, you know, a lot of our events, including mine, would have like on-site registration. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, if you're spending money, you're traveling, you should know whether or not you're going to enter. Yeah, right. uh, now, I do think if there was an easier way for us to take like on-site signups, oh, we would make so much money from that. It's just really tough to, you have to have a balance of people are prepared. You want them to have a great experience. You don't want somebody that last second shows up and ruins that experience for everyone else. That's kind of the mentality be behind why we close registration as early as we do, but we still allow spectator passes on, on site. You know, people, we do the big Jabali land arcade so people can just have fun. And again, that's my goal. Tournaments first and foremost, but add all the little things that bring in more people to see everything else. Alex, do you feel coming at like following COVID that any of this stuff is just a little bit more looser, like harder to get planned solid in, in the months that lead up or does it, or is it different because you're a Florida man? I got to uh, ask yeah. that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I went to Frosty's, wore a mask all weekend. I follow the rules, but it's just like, I haven't worn this in like a year. Uh, you know, so I mean, it's everywhere's wide open again. Right. People are ready to move on really fast. I was the first event back after COVID. I was the last yeah. event before COVID started. So right I've been through the that. ringer. Appreciate that. I'm uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Florida has been pretty open, but you still probably, because you're manning the wild West after COVID. Yeah. I can only imagine whether were you ever hit with strikes after the fact, or do people come in and try to come to you and be like, Hey, this wasn't convention regulation. Do you have to deal with nonsense like that afterwards? Or no, not, not from a legal okay. standpoint, I think just attendees, you know, like upset, like, Hey, everyone else isn't wearing a mask. I'm like, well, you can protect yourself better. And I don't want to get into all that. So, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but every, well, every, every point, sorry, sorry. Every point is valid, but we're in a, we're in a, a time where people were home for two years and that really messes with your psyche. And like, mm -hmm. I don't trust anybody all that, uh, you know, I, I caught COVID a couple times. I, I, the first time was bad, but after that was, you know, pretty uh, uh, easy for me to get through. Uh, but it's just like, you know, just time. But I'm glad everything's kind of returning to normal. Yeah, the same. only problem is between the beginning of COVID and now, everything shot up price-wise, man. It's yeah. insanity. The, yeah. Inflation is the cost nuts. Nearly okay. tripled. What did a nice fight stick cost before COVID and what does it cost now? Like a good uh, fight that stick. That is kind of a fair point. Like $200 would get you a good one. Now you want a good Vitrix or it's like $400. The hitbox is around $200, which more people are using. But I think for a tool that you're going to be using every single day. It's you uh, want. It's like when you buy furniture. I always tell someone like, and again, I'm, I'm not a furniture seller, but I'd rather pay for something a higher end because I know it's going to last versus like I went to Ikea and paid 40 bucks for this and it's going to break in a year, you know? Yeah. Um, I, but the, the inflation's crazy too. And it's, uh, well, I think from a live event standpoint, it feels like everything is so much more expensive. You know, the audio visual, the staging, yeah. like even the rooms and getting the hotel reservations are so much more expensive than they used to be. Like, or I was, I've been having issues with like venue selection for some of the individuals that I, that I work with. So I think inflation is real and you're seeing it everywhere. Oh yeah. Dude. It's like even hotels like Daytona hotels were like 140 for a backup. Now some of them are asking for like 275 because everyone's going there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's just, a, it's, it's something needs to give at some point. And uh, we're our generation are the ones getting screwed. The ones that yeah. just want to go out and have, excuse me, have fun. No, it's totally, you know, Arrested Development. Have you guys ever seen that GIF of them? What? It's a banana, Michael. What does it cost? $10? We're getting there. We're getting really close to $10 bananas, and that scares me. Or how egg, the whole egg 
like fiasco where people were like flexing with all the eggs they bought uh, from yeah. Costco. Or toilet paper. Yeah. The to- here's the thing about toilet paper. At the end of the day, we can all use our hand, right? Like it's not the best investment. I don't know why that became so big. In- uh, Shelby, when- could you please take over as the host? <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> I would not recommend using your hand. Uh, I'm just saying it was fallout times, you know, right? Yeah. End of days. There's a reason bottle caps are the fallout currency versus toilet paper. Back to right. fighting games, Casey. Uh, yeah, stay sorry, on topic. Sorry, sorry. So, <laughs> fighting games. I don't see Rivals of Aether. Are we going to And have... your point. Uh, oh, Dan, Dan's been in the hiding because he's working on two, right? A lot Whatever. of our stuff, though, is like local scenes yeah. and stuff. We've hosted those games. Obviously, it's a PC-run game, a little yeah. bit logistically harder to do, and they have yeah. a really big online, like Brawlhalla. Their, right. their official circuit too. is so good. Running it at, our, like, our, at a lower level compared to them is just very hard to attract attendees and players. So. And some some years, some games have a higher run than a previous one, right? Like, Correct. I, I love Samurai Showdown, but I know that scene's kind of fallen off because it's it, it's three or four years old at this point now. And I remember, what was the fighting llama, the llama game that was supposed to be... Them fighting herds? Yes, them fighting herds. Is that still, is that community still strong? Uh, Very. I mean, they got a new publisher, Modus, that's been okay. supporting them, that does a game called God of Rock. Uh, a very dedicated scene, right? But yeah. there's some games that'll bring you 20 players guaranteed. Then there's the big games that'll bring, you, you know, three, 400. And again, mm-hmm. you know, we have a lot of costs and it's expensive. So we got to find a good balance of what we think will attract people, what right. we can do that'll bring a player that plays that game and another game, but he's not going to come unless that second game's there. Little things like that to think about, but right. we only have so much time in a weekend. We only have so much space equipment we got to pick and choose what we can uh, afford to do for the most part well you know like i think of games too now you think of like street fighter mode combat then you have your platform fighters and then you have your tag team fighters dbz's kind of taken over for the marvel scene or surpassed it right as that's the tag team fighting game that people prefer to play right yeah. or watch even these days um and I, I guess we'll move into news for time so the platform fighting game that really was great last year, Evo and other tournaments, Multiverse is really dying off. I don't know if you guys have followed on that at all. Oh yeah, I know a lot about that game, uh, but I can't talk about it. Um, yeah, so in the early days, I might have had it at my event, but things happened. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great game. I was playing a ton of it when it first came out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that that's usually how it goes for a lot of fighting games. I just think it is weird that they... They came in gung-ho at Evo support, and now we right. haven't really seen any tournaments since. Um, but it just Smash just has that history, man. It's been around so long. When all these newer platformer games come, they just don't stand the test of time, I think. And it's a shame because I would love to bring back CO Dreamland where it's all just platforming games. But I think what pigeonholes a lot of these games is a lot of them are trying to follow the PC, like Brawlhalla or the League of Legends model. Right. And so they focus on PC. The games as service models, right? Exactly. Uh, which works well. It gets the casual players playing, but from like a tournament perspective, it's, uh, you know, have, I've seen what this game has done to people when you have to run, you know, uh, multiple PCs and four players on the same machine. When the game at first, you know, the developers fixed it, like you couldn't have multiple keyboards and that you couldn't have people play each other on a machine. Uh, so little things like that, because it was still a bit, it's still technically a beta, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But I hope they come out with something big soon. But however, all that WB stuff could probably have a hand in it. Uh, you know, with the discovery and the AOL, like getting support cut. I just know there's some really good people behind the scenes and I would love to see that game pick itself back up and come back. But for now, I just couldn't like fit it in at CEO because nobody's really done it since Evo last year. And we don't know if people show up for it. 
Well, to see the numbers drop, this is the first time. So the news article reads that it's peak. It's under a thousand for the first time since it's launched. That's way lower because it had a like everybody was playing it, everybody was talking about it. And then I think part of it is you're seeing a slow release because the last time they updated or added characters was November. I think it was Marvin the Martian, and. And, you know, like adding characters does keep a game alive, but we're seeing a lot of these games with service just die off. Rumbleverse died off. What else died off? Just the, or they announced uh, um, Back for Blood. Not died off, but uh, or they're, they're ending Vault. its service, right? Uh, yeah, Rumbleverse, yeah, uh, which I Knockout I City. Uh, knock, yeah, that one. <laughs> I remember playing that. And there was one Rocket Arena. I don't think that lasted very long. No. It was a 3v3. Sh- it was a lot of fun, actually. Um, Is that the but, air hockey one? That's kind no, of like no, no. it was uh it was like a gun game it was like imagine okay. a 3v3 overwatch but a lot cuter characters okay. uh it was a fun game it was like five bucks on ea like a month later after i told my friends to buy it and play it with me and they got pissed um but um yeah i mean isn't that how it always goes like hey yeah. let's play this game and then never sing something like why did i buy this alex there's just so many options that's what it is there's yeah, so many right? people wanting to play and we stuff. all go back to Fortnite anyway uh, well, uh, I mean, sadly, that's true. I play it still all the time. <laughs> it's, it's a good game. I it's mean, zero build. I don't play really building is. at all. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, the yeah. same way. But but I think all of these games went for that games as a service model. And the, the market does not sustain all of these games as games no. as a service. So something is going to fall by the wayside. Um, This game specifically, having the WB backing and the fil- yeah. familiarity of all those franchises kind of surprised me. It didn't have more sticking power. But a fighting game as a game as a service is kind of a tough, tough road to pave it feels like and yeah. even speaking as school alex would you agree or what are your thoughts on that uh yeah i mean killer instinct i worked on it with iron galaxy studios right. they were the first like you get Free a character play, it right? rotates out you know the mm-hmm. dlc and that that's what everyone's doing now because that's what makes a company money to keep a game going so i do like when new characters are added uh because it gives you longevity in the game you know they have a a a, a year a three-year plan on launch stuff like that for most of these fighting games uh with the dlc but uh i mean just people don't want to play some games that's there's nothing that the developer did wrong right it's just the game didn't take off with a uh you know the casual public because again there's just why invest time in this game when i can go invest in this game uh you know and uh not worry if it'll finally be released or you know little things like that so but from like a business standpoint it's just the oversaturation of games uh you know working at iron galaxy i was helping out with the indie publishing and promoting indie games and going to paxes for my first time and like just seeing there's so many indie games just trying to get everyone's attention just there's almost too many uh and you know so well yeah. there can never be too many right, we, right. Like, i want more games but options are great but uh, for it, it's kind of like last, netflix like i i can i don't when someone tells me they're bored i go how how are you bored how can you find nothing we have more than ever before right yeah there's a game though that i was thinking about and i, I think it was i don't want to say it was from league of legends but it was this it was a one shelby it was when we you and i went to pax in like 2014 mm-hmm. and it was going to be the first free-to-play fighter and they ended up going under or getting bought out it was thunder something oh and, uh rising thunder yes yeah i got bought out by project l people uh, yeah project l yeah. i was really excited for that game and i think that kind of service if anybody does a free to play fighter i think it'll be the you know league of Legends. Well, multiverse is doing that isn't it but i mean <laughs> i know you well. like a 1v1 straight up yeah doing a 1v1 yeah. and then keeping i think keeping someone's interest i think the 10 cent league of legends they have a they've done a really good job of keeping interest in a game right they they know the mold and having the wb property is really cool but i think where smash beats at the end of the day is there's just so many different options for video game characters 
that get to you can use right yeah i i will like i would love to see i don't know what other property they could bring in right at this point for wb the guy add harry potter harry potter versus uh batman that would probably yeah. be it <laughs> I mean, the new game, right? With all the Hogwarts legacy, it's still oh killing it, right? Financially. And... The, the wizard game. We can't talk yeah. about it, man. Yeah. We can't. Uh, yeah. uh, I, Next I bought it on yes, Sunday. Yes, yes. I'll just say it's an amazing game. Like, okay, it, yeah. it is like kudos to that team. Like, the team that put that together yeah. put together something very special. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I don't want to get on any list. Historically, that's not a fun place to be. <laughs> Um, oh my no, mic cut out i couldn't hear you guys yeah good Sorry. perfect yeah. no uh the only actually the one game too you know you're talking about like cheap games i found a really cheap game today um cocaine bear that movie's coming out that was based off the live story ray liotta's final act the great ray liotta um and they did something really cool they made a cheap web browser pac-man game where you're the bear and i played this for 20 minutes during my lunch today i was like all right let me just see <laughs> Wasting my time. I think this is great movie market. I want more camping movies to do cool, like meddling video game. Give me something like Donkey Kong, you know, okay, just just reskin it. Well, you're about to get Mario, and that's gonna have Donkey Kong in it. So that's true. I could just get more as I wear my shirt. I mean, like something that's not video game adjacent. Give me something, yeah. Give me, yeah, you know, give me a Creed. You know what? If Creed 3, if they're listening, here's the marketing thing just make a punch out. With all the Creed, Creed goes uh, through it, right? <laughs> Give it to me. I'll play it. Punch-Out's um, actually on my top 10 video games of all time list. So Punch-Out, great choice. Yep. Great yep. choice. I know a lot of people have been speedrunning it because Dan Riker and all the guys at Giant Bomb and then Jeff Grubb's trying to speedrun it right now. I've kind of been inkling to do that too. But My favorite's the blindfold. I forget his name. But when I saw someone do oh, a yeah. blindfold, I'm like, I'm never playing this again. This is dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah. um, but that movie, it's just funny to me. Like I like that movies are doing that. I think of old cross promotions and when they come to mind to me, like the only like check cereal. Do you guys remember the check cereal game? Of course. Yeah. That was so good. I want more, <laughs> I want more bad video games that come out from movies. Uh, download more phone games, I guess. Would yeah. be my answer. Oh, that. I play the shit out of Marvel snap. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So Marvel good. snap is great. It's, it's only the best thing on mobile game in the last five years. Bar none. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how I've wasted so much time. I'll look at the <laughs> clock and I'll go, oh, it's been two hours. My kids are like, look at me. Dad, feed me. I'm like, oh, Dude, no. Between my meeting been? breaks, like if I have like a 20-minute break, I'll go lay in my bed, play two matches, come back down. Um, I know. So, and now playing all my friends, we talk so much trash to each other. Yeah, uh, it's, it's the first great. game me and my friends can play that isn't a shooter together uh, besides fighting games. Because all my actual personal best friends they hate playing fighting games with me because they can't because you you school them right it's not fun not not every game like guilty gear no they school me but like street fighter uh but that's why i'm excited for six right like four was just such a perfect time everyone i used to have locals in this house like 30 40 people just 10 setups just playing street fighter four then five came out everyone just like yeah they're pushing too much on the esports side but six really looks like they're trying to bring it back home um I just think in a post-COVID world, things have changed. Online is better. So it gives less reason to go anywhere besides playing. Uh, you know, you can just play online and get the same kind of training uh, at almost the same level, right? But that's why we need events like ours to still exist because we bring everyone together. We get them into the, you know, the product scene and the promotion, all that kind of stuff. So, ooh, Legend of Dragoons available on PlayStation Plus Yeah, now. that was a so, big one I saw today, too. Ray Tracer 2 as well. 
you so you're a big jrpg guy yeah are you yes. do you have octopath traveler 2 in your site i played all? the first one i got to the third store chapter you know where you go through every character um so i got to, i never finished and honest to god it is very hard for me to play rpgs at a longer scale the last one i played was final fantasy 7 remake the moment it came out mm -hmm. and then god of war ragnarok because i play i've played every single god of war at least twice mm -hmm. um but like uh, Persona 5 Royale, I got like 40 hours in. I'm like, I, I, when I saw someone spend 140 hours, like, I don't have this kind of time. So I'm I will play like 16, that. though. The sad thing is 16 comes out the day CEO starts. So I'm gonna, it's going to have oh, to wait until no. after. Right. It's uh, like your it's your relaxed thing, right? Your relaxed game. Yeah, it's your reward. A, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then obviously the next Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which I'll pay 70 bucks for because I know they're going to make it a quality game um and uh they've already stated like not every game it's going to be like a, a case by case basis but uh yeah i've played but growing up chrono cross um vagrant story playstation one one of my favorites yeah that's uh, one they Dragon. need to remake i that's what i'm waiting for too 100 percent uh I vandal keep... hearts and vandal valkyrie hearts profile good. uh because i had time then right i didn't right have, i wasn't busy talking about when i play a daily. jrpg that's only thing i play i i'm gonna start streaming octopath 2 or doing it on our youtube channel because my thing when my daughter was born octopath came out so it would be the game i'd go sneak out or i'd go i'd be for my wife to sleep i'd say hey just let me take her and it was her first video game too my daughter's because we oh, would nice. stay up why i she'd be on my lap and i'd be putting her she'd be asleep and i the time would pass i didn't sleep well my wife got good sleep because of octopath traveler too so it's a beloved game in my house that's awesome um, but i'm a big jrpg fan too and i see the final fantasy so 16's the next the big one for you and then you will you be playing that on your steam deck do you think you're gonna try to move it uh, you know eventually? i i have a lot of portable emulators i have a switch oled i have the steam deck like i just kind of dabble real quick in games but something like a final fantasy i'll have to play it on a big screen and like playstation 5 um if something's available exclusively to a console i'll always play it that way first uh if i had an option still probably stick to console because now as you know early years of me traveling in the fgc i would take my oled i'd take like a laptop, a work laptop, you know, just travel so much. Now I've just been taking the Steam Deck and my work laptop and call it a day, right? But even yeah. now I'm like, I can just play Marvel Snap on my phone because Delta has free Wi-Fi and it actually works. Uh, you know, so I'm like starting to, as you get older, you kind of start to just be like, you need less with you at all times, like leave it at home. Um, but, you know, I love my Steam Deck. I play a lot of emulation on it, to be honest. Uh, but I, I, I visit a lot of older games just to kind of refill that uh, initial feeling but i never go to like i have to beat this game again right i'm like i've already beaten this experience let right. me find something new uh i am personally excited for playstation vr2 i do have an, uh, a meta quest 2 um i was messing around with this logitech wheel playing f1 and i'm a huge gran turismo fan so i'm really curious to see yeah what the quality i saw looks you like. playing the the racing game that's when when i asked you for the interview you were playing something and your steam deck wasn't running correctly uh yeah. and then you said it was the update so with the the racing games it it do you switch because you travel a lot what's your favorite do you prefer the steam deck now over the switch or I, just 100 yeah um you know and the steam deck can emulate switch but i do not do that i only like to no that's illegal wink oh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it is a gray area but no i'd rather i have a switch why would i emulate the switch on something right. else right but i've never something like that. sega saturn i'm yeah. not going to be playing that on the road right um, right right so but yeah i've been taking that more obviously when like zelda comes out when kirby's came out uh, the last Kirby game, I actually took that and switched instead of the Steam Deck. But the Steam Deck is just a really great device across the board. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't take a tablet anymore. It's just the Steam Deck. And uh, I have an adapter that's like a portable dock for 50 bucks, which is a uh, power, a 65-watt charger. Uh, it's called Ace Fast. But it has an HDMI port out. 
and a USB-C in. So if you plug in your switch via USB-C, you can HDMI out like it's a portable dock, but it's a little adapter. So I do that on my Steam Deck and I take an Xbox controller, I plug it into the you know hotel TV and play big screen games that way. Um, so, but it's just cool to see how easily accessible gaming is across the board. But I can't wait for the Steam Deck too, man, because they they pretty much nailed it. And yeah. you know, you have those pocket window PCs, but they're like twelve hundred, fourteen hundred dollars for a good device. Steam Deck really did their homework on this. Obviously, I, I wish Game Pass worked right away on it or Epic Games to download all those games on the go. But uh, I really uh, personally believe in five years from now, VR isn't going to take over, but I think AR is. I have oh. uh, glasses that uh, they're called the Unreal Airs. I need to finish a YouTube review on them. Basically, it's a USB-C display cable into your Steam Deck or laptop. And you get a 110-inch screen right on your eyes. So I travel with it. And what's funny is I was on my laptop, but I dim the screen on my laptop while I wear the glasses on a plane. So I can actually do full screen work. I get multiple screens as if I'm at home in front of an ultra wide, right? Yeah. So, but because my screen's dark, I'm typing on it. And the guy sitting next to me goes, like, sir. And I like take the glasses, like, yeah, he's like, what are you typing? There's nothing on your screen. I'm like, oh, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking in these. And I showed him, like, he goes, Holy shit, that's amazing, you know. Yeah. But I can watch like full screen 110 inch movies and you can have uh light blockers on them so you won't say anything behind or you can leave them off and still see your full screen and you can kind of look around and still see everything around you. So, yeah. I, I really think instead of people buying these big screen TVs anymore in a couple years, they're just be like, "Hey, just wear it on my glasses, right? We're slowly etching Man, towards that." That's so cool. Uh, but yeah, those glasses they're 380 bucks. If you have a Steam Deck, a USB-C laptop uh, for display like a MacBook, it's worth every penny. Uh, it's amazing. And you can play consoles on it, but you need an adapter. It gets... Right, right, right. There, there's some so. work around to it. That's yep. still really cool. But also people look at you like you're crazy, right? Because you yep. have it on your eye. But the glasses, they're not that annoying. Uh, they're in my suitcase because I'm about to travel. But they're yeah. not they, They're actually getting more normal normal looking so okay. but if you look close you can see light emitting out of yeah. them, like two oled screens right you kind of uh, look like the anime character that comes on like exactly oh, yeah. you know, like, uh, but i really think we're le we're aiming towards that to have more accessibility that way and just have your own screens but the productivity side of it uh and then once vr glasses become smaller and smaller and then it's just like a chip inside the machine uh or excuse me inside the glasses i think uh that's going to be the game changer and take things to the next level how often are you traveling? Like are you, I, you are so busy. Is it, is it almost like three weekends a month? What is it? Uh, every, it's a seasonal thing, honestly. Okay. Like once April hits, uh, I'm going to LA for WrestleMania weekend now. And then I'm nice. going to go from Los Angeles down to San Diego on a train or private plane. Don't, uh, I want to get into that. Um, uh, so get, I mean, we can. Work, <laughs> yeah, no, then go work San Diego, come back home, uh, okay. and then combo breaker. So I'll have like a month in mm. between. But like once it's summer, it's like Evo, CEO, CEO. But it's, super it's busy, not right? as bad as it was. 2019, I did events in eight different countries in one year. In one Whoa. year's time, Australia, India, Rotterdam. Um, I'm tired just hearing it. Like wow. it was, but I, you know, I was a single guy. I didn't have a dog then. It was easy to do all this stuff. Right. Uh, but I, going back, man, I don't know how I did all that. I'm like, dude, I'm tired. I just want to play a game, stay at home. Yeah, travel only when I need to. So luckily, I don't do all the worldwide DreamHack events yeah. anymore officially. If I'm asked for and I'm available, I'll go help. Uh, but now it's like I would say that year. I remember I was gone 32 weekends out of that year. Uh, it was almost oh, like a God. pro wrestler. Event, yeah, I was gonna events, say. Right? Now yeah. it's like I would say like 15 events a year or weekends a year. So not as bad. Okay. Uh, 
but I love it. I've got Delta first class all the time. Yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania question. Do you want to see, is Rhodes going to take it or should Sammy, should the, 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 you know, uh, what I, I know Cody personally. Want... Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, because AEW, right? Tony yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm loyal to AEW through okay. and through, but I will tell you the bloodline and Cody. Are you a going Jags back. fan then too? Uh, I do love the Jags. Um, okay. I've always been a Cowboys fan. But oh. being friends with Tony Khan and stuff, I follow yeah. the Jags a lot more closely yeah. just out of that. And they got I went there to a game. I actually went to one of their – when I first did the shows, they invited me to their New Year's party. That was at the Jags Stadium. Oh, okay. But it was only the AEW people. So we had the oh. fireworks in the stadium. It was a really cool feeling. Yeah. Uh, I had a cigar with Cody Rhodes at that event. Sick. Like, uh, those two years were the best two years of my life, hanging out with Kenny consistently and doing Kenny that Omega, stuff. Kenny Omega, right? And, yep. Uh, I'm yeah. still close friends with him. But uh, I think I would love to see Cody end his story, you know. I just don't know if he's going to be the guy to beat Roman, but I think they'll divide those belts and he'll like go after it through either Sammy or whatever. But Sammy versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is one of my favorite matches ever, but I don't follow WWE anymore. Not just because AEW just wasn't, it was losing its luster for me as a WWE fan all my life after seeing AEW and just becoming more of a bias in that way. But yeah. the bloodline, man, they're just killing it. That whole thing is incredible. Paul Heyman, every time he's on screen, you want to watch that guy talk. Um, and yeah. it's motivating. So, and Xavier Woods, good friend of mine. I love I everything love he Xavier does. Woods. Love what he does. He's a big nerd. I mean, there's so many wrestlers that are gamers yep. too. The correlation, like the Venn diagram of wrestlers in video game, like the, the, the circle is very, taking over. They overlap a lot. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time as we wrap up the show, but we like to always do like a game or a fun segment when we end. And this last segment we like to do is called who said it. And it started with, I did a thing during, we do a thing in July called JRP July. Every July we do it. And we did a, uh, it was called bad guy, bad guy, or Taylor Swift. And you had to say if it was a video game, bad guy, a real life bad guy, like Stalin or Taylor Swift quote. And I was like, okay, same game, but it's who said it. So I'm going to give you a quote and I'm going to give you three people. And you're going to tell me who of the three people, one's a video game, two famous people. Right. And you're going to say who said it. Shelby, you ready to play? Oh, I'm ready to go. Shelby's got a pretty good pick record for the most part, but okay, okay. Um, this first one: the only monster I need lives inside me. Okay, was this Adele, Cami from Street Fighter, or Marie Antoinette? Oh, that's man, this is tough. Yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's it's surprisingly harder than it sounds. Like going into it, you're like, yeah, no, this will be easy, and then no, not as easy. Not, as it seems, it's absolutely yeah. nothing. What I was expecting. Um, I mean, you wouldn't bring up Antoinette unless you did some research on her. Uh, I'm gonna uh, monster lives inside me. Uh, no googling. Hands up. I'm no not. I'm not. Uh, okay. Trust me. You see so. Surrender, Cobra. Right. I'm, I'm gonna go Marie Antoinette. Yeah, uh, re repeat that again. The, the choices the, or the quote? Or no, both? the monster inside me, right? But yeah, the choices. Uh, yes. Um, hold on, what did I just do with it? It was Cammy. Cammy, Marie Antoinette. Now, is this just a video game win quote or a like uh, from the actual movie she was in? Oh, that's a good question. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't spoil too much. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Cammy on this one. That was an Adele quote. That was that was quote. not Adele. Adele Get song. out of here! That's hilarious. Yeah. That's the best what? part. The I, I don't like this game. Yeah, I, don't I don't like, like this game. game. All right. In no way do you describe Adele as a monster. I think that's why that's such a, a crazy yeah. right hook. All right. The next one. It is in your hands to make 
a better world for all who live in it. Now there is a theme. I'm using fighting video game characters and fighting quotes, right? Because you're the fighting guy. I had to do that. Is this yeah. Dalsim, Nelson Mandela, or Taylor Swift? What was the quote? It is in your hands to make a better world for all those who live in it. Nelson Mandela, 100%. I feel like it's Taylor Swift. Casey's secretly listening to Tay Swift all day, every day. Oh, God. Who doesn't love Tay-Tay? Midnight's a great album, but it is Nelson Mandela. Good job. Thank you. I know that quote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a great quote. It's yeah. a great one. Okay. Every moment. You should have just... gotten Nelson Mandela or Gandhi. That would have confused Oh, that would have been, yeah, giving yeah. you two of the serious. <laughs> that would have been good. Every moment gives us a chance to become more than we are. Was that Tom Petty, Ryu, or George S. Patton? George S. Patton. I'm going Ryu. There's got to be a character that pops in. There's a fighting game character that pops in at some point, right? One day I might just do that where it's no, it's never the video game character. It's just the famous person. Every but answer no, on the bubble sheet. It is, is Ryu. Ryu. It is Ryu. It is Ryu. It is Ryu. There's so nice. many games, man. Those You don't read those and remember the quotes. Come on. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Here's the last one. This war is not about your personal vendetta. It's about mine. Was this? Oh, it's a video game character for sure. <laughs> is it a video game or movie? I should say the actress. Is it Chun Li? Is it Jean Claude Van Damme? Or is it Raoul Ghoul? Raza Ghoul, like the Batman Raza bad Ghoul. guy? Okay. No, uh, no uh, what was his name? The guy who played M. Bison in the actual Street Fighter movie. Isn't oh, uh, Raul Julia. Ra yes, thank you. Thank you. Okay, uh, repeat wrong. that again. Well, what's the, the quote, quote again? Yes, thank you. I read it wrong. Sorry. This war is not about your personal vendetta. It's about mine. Oh, no, that's Bison. Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's actually probably Chun-Li, but yeah. It is. It's Chun-Li from the movie. It, it's yeah, actually Okay, I remember. Mine. Yeah, I remember that she conversation. hates him. God, yeah. that movie is And that such was a... the same part where he says, uh, for me, it was Tuesday, right? It was that conversation? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, cool. That is a great 90, going back to, like, I think the cocaine bear is on this level with the new Street Fighter movie of, we know it's going to be bad, but it's going to be so bad it's good. It's like Sharknadoes, and, man. You got to watch yeah. them all. <laughs> yeah, you just got to, you know, it's just mindless entertainment. Um, well, you Alex, know they've gotten good once they originally... It's, yeah, and, give me one more, man. These are good. One yeah. more? All right, all right. You like the game? All right. Um, I didn't say I like it. I'm just curious. Okay, okay. Hold on. Let me pull it up. I only had this many prepared, but I have one more. All right. Here we go. All right, my last one. There's nothing worse than losing without learning your lesson. Was that Vince Lombardi, Clark Still, or John Mayer? Uh, definitely Vince Lombardi over Super Bowl shit. John Mayer. It's Clark Still from King of the Fighters. Uh, oh, that Clark. I didn't think. I'm like, eh, yeah. Is. No one says his last name. You okay, know what's we'll Here's a quick one. side story. The early, like, 2000s, whenever the sidekick, the T-Mobile sidekick came out. Yeah. My one of my first mentors in Street Fighter games was Trent Van Devin, and we used to go to Gainesville from Orlando about an hour and 45 minute drive, uh, for tournaments because Orlando at the time didn't have as many as Gainesville. So we go, we had a buddy, uh, University Trent, of Florida's in Gainesville, right? Exactly, that, yes. okay, that's the Gators. And uh, Trent and Rick, uh, Rick Stalvey, one of my early mentors as well. Trent had a sidekick, and I still had like a T, uh, a T9, whatever, Nokia. And we would play trivia because it was like the only phone with internet access. And we'd play Yahoo trivia, video game trivia. So this kind of reminds me of that. We would go. Uh, and I'll never forget, man, Rick Stalvey. He would drive us, right, uh, to Gainesville. He had like a truck. And at every toll road, we went, on to, we went to an event on Valentine's Day. And every toll road, 
he would give the money. And when the person would give him the change, he would grab their hand and be like, happy Valentine's day and drive <laughs> off. And you know, that's probably messing with that person's head. The rest that of the freaking day. person just staring at their hand for the rest uh, of the day. So, like, if you ever drive on a road, right, don't be an asshole, but like beep at someone. They're going to like, remember who's that asshole who beeped at me. They're never going to forget <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. 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 They're going to remember like, the handhold guy, not the beep. The beep. He was whatever. like, happy Valentine's day. And then pull the change out of their hand. and like, Oh my God, Ricky. <laughs> Um, you know what? So, I want to. I want to think of that story. Maybe that changed someone's life. Like they were having a really bad day, you know. They're going, <laughs> and that was like that saved their Valentine's for them and turned their life around. I see that like Wendy's or like I'd always make them laugh with something, <laughs> and like that made your day better. It's like yes, thank you, you know. Yeah. Um, that's so that's all people need, man. People just want to be acknowledged and appreciated, uh, and laugh and have a good time and not have to think about bullshit twenty four seven. So right. stay off Twitter. Right. Well, I appreciate you for coming on and laughing with us and of course and telling you guys jokes. are super cool. Where are you guys both to out based out of? Oh, we're at we're out of Seattle. Seattle or to, like Tacoma. Oh, wow. We're closer to that. So we're in the oh, so you're not coming to CEO is what you're saying. No, I I here's sad truth. I've never been to the state of Florida. I feel like Florida and I would mesh really well. I oh, you're missing Florida. out. Yeah. Disney World, Universal, definitely on my hit list. Uh and you know, beautiful beaches. But uh, no, I, I watch CEO every year just because I'm, I'm big into the smash scene and I love what you do and I love your passion for it. So this was a really fun podcast and I really appreciate awesome. you coming on. Anytime, guys. Yeah. Uh, and if you're ever in Washington else. and want to get a beer, it's on us. You so know, just, I actually applied mm-hmm. for a big boy job out there. Didn't get the job, but I was mentally prepared to move to Seattle last year. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. So I don't want, I'll talk about off stream. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. Uh, we get the fun story, Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> cool. uh, it could happen. Who knows? But yeah. I, I, I've been a Florida guy all my life and I'm like, you know what? I almost died in that car crash last year. Right. Right. Um, I've been doing the same shit for 15 years or most of my life in Florida. Like take a chance, right? You only get one life to like take chances and take risks and CEO is always going to be there. I'm never going to give that up until I'm dead. But it's just like I wanted to see what else was out there. Uh, didn't work out. Uh, I'm still completely happy with DreamHack and that we're going to San Diego, right? I'm actually excited right. for San Diego because uh, California, it's uh, God unions out there are insanity from what I've I've been learning the last couple Cal- months. California and insanity go hand in hand right now. I think that is the correct statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it just I it, said it. Don't worry. I yeah. I'm not getting you in trouble. It's well, but I've been to Seattle a couple times. Beautiful place. Uh, somebody I used to date actually left Florida after all these years and moved out there, and she's the happiest I've ever seen her. So oh, cool. Uh, I, I'll you know, never leave the Pacific Northwest. I love it up here. Yeah, I just don't know how you guys can afford that shit. Like I love San Francisco. I wanted to move oh. there all my life, and I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna go to a one bedroom for four thousand dollars a month and have four roommates. Like, how do you yeah. people live like that shit? So yeah, no. Florida, yeah. you can, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, in terms of Seattle, we just bought before it got really expensive. Yeah, then, we, were, we yeah. grew up here, so we got in before it got really big. And we're like, Even right. Florida's doing that now. It's it's mm. insanity, so, yeah. Yeah, well, Florida's kind of blown up, too. I know a lot of VC money's going that way, so a lot yeah. of good things to come out of Florida, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, we have a shitty governor, but it's not as bad as people think, man. It's, no. it's spacious. Your driveway can fit six cars. You don't have to force nice. your friends to Uber to get to your place in California. And no one said uh, they had to be nice cars. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm happy out here. I would love to Good. live somewhere else to try it for a few years, but uh, I'm yeah. pretty cemented here in Florida with family and all that. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, maybe, maybe if you're out for PAX this year, we can sync, sync up and get a beer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. So uh, and that's usually sure. August, September. August, but, yeah. September. Labor Day. Yeah. Guys, thank you for coming to the show. I really appreciate your time. Uh, yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. 
yeah. Shelby, take us out. Is there anything that, that where can I where can our followers find you, Alex? Uh, just at Jabaley on Twitter. Usually, I do have a TikTok, Alex Jabaley. I would love if you know anyone watching, please subscribe to my YouTube.com/slash CEO Gaming channel. I'm doing reviews. I want to get a hundred thousand. I just want that plaque, and then I'm going to quit doing YouTube. I'm at forty thousand, <laughs> and I barely use it. So imagine if I put in work. Yeah. Um, so I would love to have as much support. Dude, you quit possible. doing the fighting game stuff. You'd just be a YouTuber. You know like, what? Well, honest to God, to I Bailey think... reacts. I'm telling you, that's the videos you got to make. Uh, one of my sponsors Wait, we'll talk goes... off air. I can produce it. I got ideas. <laughs> one of my buddies goes, just do debated reviews and then the yeah. item name. Uh, but I was gonna say, I tell like people have told me, like Alex, what, what, like why don't you do more content? Why don't you do? I'm like because I'm afraid to actually make real money from it. That I'll never want to do events again. Uh, <laughs> right, you would so, never go back. Yeah, I would yeah. never go back. But uh, you know, it, it, I just like connecting with people. I like that people respect yeah. and look up to me and, and ask me questions because I'm here to teach the next generation. I'm not going to be that old guy like fuck your new ways. Like, no, yeah. I like your new ways. Uh, things need to change and progress, and I'm all about progression. So yeah. I want to be there to help. Yeah, that's cool. Well, we we definitely appreciate you being on. And if you want more from uh, the Underpowered team, feel free to follow us on our socials. Uh, we have a Discord. Come join. You can follow us on Twitch. We also have a TikTok, YouTube Shorts, wherever you'd like to find us. If you are listening to the audio version, please leave us five stars. If you'd yeah. kindly do that, we'd be appreciative. Five stars. That is a wrap for this week. We are out. Play your games. Later. Later.